0: Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. You're listening to the latest episode of Believe, a Bills fan podcast. I'm Jamie D'Amico, and I'm going solo this week because the venerable John Boccasino is on the injured reserve. But not to worry, he'll be back with us sooner than later anyway. I'm Jamie D'Amico, and I am going to talk to you about the questions going into the preseason that have been burning inside of me. And these are questions that are about players specifically. So I'm not going to be talking about systems. You know, we've got Ken Dorsey's offensive system and his play calling. We have a new offensive line coach. Aaron Cromer. And I don't want to discuss the ins and outs of what it is that they're doing. I want to talk about the questions that surround the individual players. But what I'm not going to talk about is players who have question marks or even excitement building around them that aren't going to be answered in the preseason. For example, We're all excited about Von Miller getting started as a Buffalo Bill. But we're not going to know what his impact is going to be until the regular season because, number one, he's probably not going to take that many snaps. A veteran like him knows what it takes to get himself ready for the season, and the Bills are not going to try to burn out an old guy that way. And similarly speaking, Gabriel Davis – We are all excited about him to see if he can take that next step, but we're not going to know because they're not going to unleash Gabriel Davis and really show their hand in the preseason. So instead, what I'm going to do is talk about some of the players who are returning, the draft picks, and the free agents that I just need to know some information about them before the season gets started. So shall we kick this off? Let's dive in. Returning players. Now here's one who I've given a lot of thought to. Spencer Brown, the Bills right tackle. When he came on the scene in 2021, he was a beast out there for his first three games. But then he began to cool off. And by the end of the season, pro football focus had a grade of only 62.1 on him. That's not good. That's like Quentin Spain level. And his pass blocking in particular was a weakness. Now, it's wonderful watching him run block. The guy can get out there in space and hit a moving target. A very difficult thing to do for an offensive lineman. But I was watching a cover one video about him, and they pointed out a weakness in his game, which is his initial punch. So what's the initial punch? The initial punch is when a lineman gets set to take on a block, and then they hit the other player with their hands. Now, what that is going to do is, if it's a hard one, think about somebody hitting you in the chest with both hands. It's going to stand you up a little bit. It might even knock you back a step. So what you want to do there is get that punch on their chest. And that is how you begin to establish leverage, which is very important for a guy like Spencer Brown because he's six, nine leverages, everything low man wins. And naturally he isn't going to be the low man virtually ever. Well, That is a weakness in his game in that when he does get the punch in there, it doesn't really jolt the defensive player. And that allows the defensive player to get into his pads. And the player who gets into the pads can normally lift the other guy and really ruin their leverage. Well, we have, as I mentioned, a new coach on the scene. The Buffalo Bills have hired former Buffalo Bills offensive line coach Aaron Cromer, who stresses hand punch and technique. So here's what I want to see in the preseason, is I want to see if Cromer can unlock the mountain of talent that is Spencer Brown. And if so, how good can Spencer Brown become? Well, I think that we're going to get some clues about this, Once we start watching the preseason games. Second returning player that I'm very curious about. Zach Moss. Remember that guy was drafted and everybody was talking about how he was probably going to take over as the running back number one. Well, that didn't happen. And not only did he play poorly in 2021, it seemed to me like he had a very severe lack of confidence And add to that that he was completely lost in the pin and pull blocking system that the Bills had put in. The guy's really designed for a zone blocking system, and that is what the Bills look like they're going to be moving more toward. So here are the burning questions regarding Zach Moss. Can his confidence return? And if it does, can he push for starting snaps like he did in 2020? That would be a great thing for the Buffalo Bills. With this upcoming season being Devin Singletary's final year under contract, the way it looks is it's going to be unlikely that the Bills re-sign Devin Singletary to his second contract. So, Zach Moss, we're looking at you, buddy. Now, speaking of returning players who were disappointment, I'm going to lump two of them together here. A.J. Epinesa and Boogie Basham, the two defensive ends, Boogie, a rookie, Epinesa in his second season, they were disappointments. There's just no other way of saying it. These guys spent a good portion of the season as healthy scratches, not what you want from second round picks. So I am thinking that they are the reason Von Miller was signed. I think that Brandon Bean was looking at it saying, okay, we think that there is a ceiling on what these guys are, and why not bring in the legend pass rusher? (laughs) I mean, Von Miller can help any team, right? I mean, let's be honest here. But if Epinesa and Basham were playing as well as, say, Groot over there at the uh, right defensive end position, they probably wouldn't have signed Von Miller. Well, so asking the questions about Epinesa and Boogie Basham, can they show that they even deserve to be active on Sundays? If so, can they take a big enough step forward to push for significant snaps? If one of them can do that, that would be a huge boost to the Bills defense because the way it's looking right now, you've got you've got Greg Rousseau, and you've got Von Miller going to be starting. The downside of that is both of them really shine at right defensive end. So you need somebody who can play the left defensive end. You have Shaq Lawson who was brought back, and he's expected to take snaps. Well are Epinesa and Basham going to be ready to play on Sundays? And yeah, We'll see. Now let's move over to the draft picks, shall we? Now, the draft, it, it seemingly wasn't that long ago, but at the same time, it seems like it was forever ago, right? I mean, here we are, with training camp beginning, we're about to actually see these guys in action. And... Oh, I'm excited about this. All right. And it starts for me with Kyer Elam. The cornerback from Florida that the Bills drafted in the first round, he's 6'2, 190 pounds. His combine 40 time was 4.39 seconds. He was all SEC. Sounds pretty good, right? He's got the length, he's got the speed. He was pretty good at press coverage and can handle man-to-man skills as well. He can play the ball pretty well. He's had a handful of interceptions. But he has this thing where he tries to avoid contact against the run. And considering he's going to be competing with Dane Jackson for the CB2 spot, or possibly even starting if Trey White can't go at the beginning of the season, we need to find out if this guy can do something that Dane Jackson does particularly well, which is tackle. So the question is, in training camp, can Kair Elam show that he's worthy of being an NFL starter straight into his rookie season? If he can... And I think he can. But if he shows that ability, that is going to be a great boon for the Bills' defense. Moving to the next pick that the Bills had in the draft, that was James Cook running back from Georgia. Coming in at 5'11", 200 pounds. The Bills traded back twice to get this guy. Now he is sudden and he is Fast. He has great hands. He runs solid routes. Georgia was known to split him out as a receiver on occasion. He's the brother of Dalvin Cook, and there's been a lot made about that. But let's be very clear about something he's not Dalvin Cook. Dalvin has elite contact balance. And I'm not saying that James Cook doesn't have that, but that's what sets Dalvin Cook apart from other pros. And by contact balance, what I mean is when you get hit from the side by something, anything, let's say a football player in this case, because we're talking about football, your contact balance will lead you to being knocked sideways a step, but not topple over. So you get pushed sideways, but you don't topple over. That's where Dalvin's great. James Cook, he's, he's not going to be of that, that ilk, but that's okay. Um, the downside of James Cook's game is picking up blitzes where he definitely doesn't excel at picking up linebackers. He's sort of small in the lower half of his body, kind of thin, so may not have the, the power to not only pick them up, but to finish runs really strong. So here's the question. A lot of people were saying that what the Bills' offense is is lacking is somebody with breakaway speed. So can he be that missing piece for the Bills' offense? Can he establish himself as the number two back? And if he does, can he even push Devin Singletary for playing time? Now, we saw that Devin Singletary came into the pros as a bad blocker. He's turned himself into a very good blocker when it comes to blitz pickups. Let's see what James Cook can do. I am an inquiring mind, and I want to know. Let's continue with the Bills' fifth-round draft pick. And it looks like they got themselves a steal, at least according to some of the draft experts. That is Khalil Shakir, the wide receiver from Boise. Six feet, 200 pounds, sort of built like a running back himself. He was a two-time All-Mountain West uh, team, a two-time All-Mountain West teamer. He profiles as a slot receiver. And when you watch the highlights of him on YouTube, they're impressive. The guy's got great hands. He overcomes contested catches really, really well. But... Those contested catches give me some pause. He has shorter arms. And do the contested catches mean that he struggles with separation? One of the things that Brandon Bean has gotten really good at is after the first couple seasons with the Bills, he realized that they didn't have players who were getting separation. And that is something that the Bills are really good at with the incumbent receivers right now is they get away from the defenders. Is Shakir going to be able to do that? And if he does, will he push Jamison Crowder for starting snaps at the slot? That's going to be interesting. Moving along to the draft picks. Matareza, the punt god. Well, we know a lot about him at this point because he has gotten a lot of press for a, a punter. He can kick it far, But can he kick it high? His booming 60-yard punts oftentimes actually have less hang time than the 40-yard punts of incumbent Matt Hack. The other thing is, he's never been holder because he had kicking duties as well as punting duties when he was in college. So the question is, can he do it? And will he unseat Matt Hack? We'll see it in game time. We'll, we'll see when he uncorks these massive punts, are they going to be line drives or are they going to have a trajectory that brings them high enough into the air that the, that the coverage unit has a chance to get down there? And finally, I have a question about an undrafted free agent. The Bills signed Jalen Wittermeyer from Texas, and he is a massive target at 6'5", 255 pounds. He's not terribly fast. He did not test well at his pro day. And his production was, through college, his production really left a lot to be desired. But it seems like the talent is there. So the question is, can he push Tommy Sweeney for the tight end three position? Now, Tommy Sweeney is a favorite of the coaching staff. He's one of those locker room guys that Sean McDermott loves. But being that Tommy Sweeney is headed into the final year of his rookie contract, it's questionable whether he's going to be re-signed in the off season. And if he's not going to be, wouldn't it make sense to bring in somebody like Jalen Wittermeyer? Well, Wittermeyer is going to have to show what he's got in camp Because right now, I'm not sure he can beat out Tommy Sweeney. But I'm looking forward to what he can actually do on the field. So let's shift over to the free agents, shall we? I want to dive in by lumping two players together like I did with the defensive ends earlier. I want to talk about Daquan Jones and Tim Settle for the one technique defensive tackle. They are bringing athleticism that the Bills didn't have last year at that position. Jones was a starter in Carolina. Tim Settle, though, was buried on the depth chart in D.C. with the uh, Commanders. He was a good player when he got on the field and had actually uh, a high rate of disrupting the passer. Now, these guys are promoting as more athletic than what the Bills had. So I'm interested to see how this is going to affect the pass rush. Now, will there be an improvement? That's question number one. And if so, is this going to help to further unlock Ed Oliver, who played really on a Pro Bowl level at the uh, end of last season? I'm looking forward to that one, folks. The other free agent addition that I'm pretty excited about is the 6'6", 250-pound tight end, O.J. Howard. Now, back when O.J. Howard was coming out of college, he went to the scouting combine, and in the 40-yard dash, he ran 4.5 seconds, and his three-cone drill was 6.85 seconds. Those are both elite times for a tight end. But then he went to Tampa, he struggled with some injuries, and then he got buried on the tight end between Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Brait, two excellent tight ends. So the Bills have definitely needed more from their tight end position, especially the backups. And from there, the question to me is, well, is he going to be able to come in and provide the blocking that the Bills have sorely needed? Dawson Knox has been been mediocre blocking. Now, the Bills had Lee Evans. They traded him before this past season. He was a great player for them. He was a locker room leader. But the Bills need to have a guy that can show up in two tight end sets. So, can he do that? Is he athletic enough to get separation? That's my question about O.J. Howard. Can he block well enough? to serve that purpose and given the chance, can he break out and give the bills offense a new dimension? We saw at the end of last season that the bills were using quite a bit of two tight end sets. It was helping the run game, but it was also taking their slot receiver who last year was Cole Beasley off the field. You don't want to have a big drop off when you change your, your position sets out there. So we're going to need to see if O.J. Howard can bring something to the table. And for the final player that I want to see on the field, it's Tavon Austin. Because it seems like right now, Sean McDermott is not in love with Isaiah McKenzie as a kick and punt returner. Shown up by the fact that Marquez Stevens sort of took the job for a little while. Um, You had... Micah Hyde returning punts in the playoffs. Now, Tavon Austin has been buried in recent years when it comes to depth charts and not getting on the field. Last year, he was the Jets' number five receiver. If you're the number five receiver on the Jets, you're probably not considered a great player. But he says he's feeling confident. His path to making the team is going to be as a punt and kick returner. So what I want to know is, can he make the case? It's going to have to be a strong case at that, because that means that the Bills will probably have to keep a seventh wide receiver, which is going to cause there to be less depth at another position. So is Tavon Austin going to be good enough at kick and punt returns in the preseason that he's going to show the coaching staff that he belongs on the team? Well, personally... I missed Andre Roberts returning kicks. The guy was really reliable, but with McKenzie and Stevens out there, I was holding my breath every time the the kick was in the air. Micah Hyde, yeah, he was good at it, but do you really want one of your best defenders taking hits on punt returns? The answer to that is no. So Tavon Austin, you've been inextricably linked to the Bills ever since the Bills traded their first round draft choice to the Rams so the Rams could draft you and in return the bills drafted e j Manuel show us what you got buddy anyway those are the questions I've got those are the players that I'm looking at and we will come at you again next week to discuss all the goings on of training camp so on behalf of John Boccasino, who's not with us this week. I'm Jamie D'Amico. This has been Believe a Bills Fan Podcast, and we're looking forward to speaking to you seven days from now. Have a great week and avoid the heat wherever possible. Stay well hydrated, folks. So long.